Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news as the San Francisco 49ers have made a trade just days before they host the Dallas Cowboys at Levi Stadium in Sunday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers have acquired edge rusher, outside linebacker, defensive end Randy Gregory, and a 2024 seventh round pick from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a 2024 sixth round pick. Uh, the Broncos are going to pay the remaining $14 million on Randy Gregory's salary this year, meaning San Francisco essentially gets a free edge rusher this year, only paying around $840,000 for his services this year. And again, this feels like San Francisco going all in on trying to get themselves a championship and get that sixth Lombardi trophy. Uh, we saw last year, obviously, going out and getting Christian McCaffrey. We've seen the impact of how big that trade has been. In previous years, we saw them trade for Jordan Willis and Charles Amenehu. They had massive impacts on this team throughout their time here in San Francisco. And even this past offseason, trading away Trey Lance and truly trying to make this team one-track-minded and getting a championship. Now they found themselves in a position where it seemed like Gregory was going to be released and cut and going to be a free agent for anybody to sign. San Francisco swooped in and say, we will give you a sixth-round pick and we'll take on Randy Gregory and his services for the next three or four years. Now again... While San Francisco was not going to be paying Gregory's full contract this year, only paying again around $840,000 of his $14 million salary this season, he does carry a cap hit of $16.1 million all the way until 2026, but there are no guarantees on that deal. So when it comes to figuring out how San Francisco might view or utilize Gregory, this could, in a way, be a one-year rental. What I mean by that is, if Gregory plays well, let's say San Francisco does indeed win that championship and gets that sixth Lombardi trophy, but guys like Greg Jackson come along the way and begin taking reps away or becoming that you know, number two edge rusher they hope he can be, this could be a way for San Francisco to indeed either move Gregory after this season, release him and not have much guaranteed contract attached to his name, but... If they do like him a lot, this could also be a player they then restructure, free up some more cap space, hoping they can find a way to have three, four stellar edge rushers in this room. At this moment, before Gregory even played a, a game for this team, I would assume it's kind of a one-year rental. I uh, hope he balls out for you, maximize his potential. Um, this feels a lot more like the Chiefs acquiring Frank Clark from the Seattle Seahawks a few years back. Uh, Frank Clark and Gregory, both players who have had um, character issues in the past, being suspended, but both those players having high-end potential that can maybe not be your best defensive player, Chris Jones being that in Kansas City, Tyron Matthew being that in Kansas City when they won a championship. And here... He's not going to be asked to be the best defensive player as well uh, with Nick Bosa and Hargrave in town and Fred Warner still being on this defense. Gregory really is brought in to be the added on, you know, piece of the pie, the cherry on top of the cake. That is San Francisco's stellar defense. But also this gives them more flexibility. This gives them a chance to 
utilize Clellan Farrell or Drake Jackson, and now Gregory in ways they view fit that might help them ex uh, succeed in their roles. We've seen how they, they like to switch out Jackson and Farrell on run downs and passing downs, and I think the hope is by the end of the year, Jackson has outplayed Gregory and becomes the number two edge rusher, but at this moment, you now have a player in Gregory that even if he is a one-year rental for 13-plus games, you have a speed rusher across from Nick Bosa, something this team's missed since D Ford. This team has not had a stellar, amazing speed rusher across from your reigning defensive player of the year since D Ford's been hurt, now off the team. Now you add in a bendy, hyper-athletic Drake Jackson, a.k.a. the Freak, a run-defending edge rusher in Clellan Farrell, and now you have Randy Gregory, again, being that speed-rushing, this, you know, veteran style who actually has some pass-rushing moves that can actually teach uh, Drake Jackson alongside Bosa and Hargrave and Armstead. Um, Randy Gregory feels like, again, the cherry on top of the cake that is San Francisco's defense. He comes in. About seven years in the NFL at 19 and a half sacks and carries currently, if you transplant his statistics from Denver over onto this defense currently, he would have the third highest pressure rate at 9.4% just behind Nick Bosa and Drake Jackson. He's a player you can put in and, and mostly passing downs and say, go get him. Uh, he's great at stunts. I'm not saying he's a world beater. He is not a top-end edge rusher, but he is indeed someone you can rely on. Um, now, he's had some issues in the past, not going to just ignore those. <laughs> Gregory, despite the potential, despite the physical uh, play on the field, which has actually been pretty good, He's been hurt a lot in his career, and he missed the entire 2017 and 2019 seasons completely suspended for all 16 games then. He missed two complete seasons for substance abuse, and from 2016 to 2020, he was at least suspended one time throughout that time period. So this is not a guaranteed boom for San Francisco. This certainly does have a chance to backfire for them again. He's had a ton of character issues in the past. Uh, Broncos fans will tell you in the comments or on social media that he has an attitude issue. But let's be clear here. Winning fixes a lot of things. The Broncos have not done a lot of winning <laughs> in recent history. With Gregory now on a winning team with a locker room that can kind of band together and hopefully help him out. Even Kyle Shanahan said that, yes, the history is there, but we know the person he is. From what we've heard from other coaches and other players, Gregory's going to fit in well here in San Francisco. And I do think this move, again, don't want to get ahead of myself, but... They certainly could be a Frank Clark type of impact, albeit Clark more in his but more in his prime when he was acquired from Kansas City. Then the question becomes, who is Gregory going to replace on the fifty-man, fifty-three-man uh, roster? Whose spot is he going to take? Your starters right now are currently Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson. Not going to be any of those guys. Your depth at this point is Cleland Farrell, Javon Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, Kalia Davis, and Kerry Hyder Jr. Then you have Austin Bryant and Alex Barrett, who are on the practice squad, and my first response is, holy Toledo, Batman! <laughs> like, my goodness, how much depth is that? This team has 
maybe cumulatively the most depth at defensive uh, line in football. Yes, guys get hurt, guys go down. I know many fans are complaining, you know, why haven't there been sacks? This defense has been getting pressure uh, almost every single game they've played, and you add Gregory into that fray in the rotation, things should be able to tick up, get more pressure. But again, who was he going to replace on that defensive line? I would like to think that if you look back a few months, what did San Francisco do during roster cut time? They cut Kerry Hyder Jr. and Austin Bryant, bringing one of them back on the practice squad, that being Bryant, and re-signing Hyder later on. I wouldn't be surprised if Kerry Hyder being the veteran player he is, knowing they want to keep him around, either he goes, gets cut, then signs back to the practice squad, cutting Alex Barrett in the process, or they just tell Kalia Davis, I'm sorry, you're not going to play that much, go on IR, or you just cut outright. Um, but again, I, I do think Kerry Hyder is going to be the odd man out when it comes to being on the active roster day in, day out. Um, but then the other question becomes, is Gregory going to play on Sunday against his former team, the Dallas Cowboys? I would like to think Gregory does indeed want to play on Sunday. It might be his first time playing his former team uh, since going to Denver last year. Um, he spent five seasons in Dallas, had maybe his most rough years when it came to his his personal issues off the field, but certainly also had his best years on the field in, uh, in Dallas as well. Don't forget... Randy Gregory is the player that happened to sack and tackle Jimmy Garoppolo in the 2021 playoffs that led to him hurting his shoulder. Now, we know how far that went, but there was a big chain of events that occurred during that time where it was he hurts his shoulder, can barely throw, end up losing against the Rams. How much did it affect him? We're not sure, but then Jimmy Garoppolo goes into the offseason, doesn't get surgery, ends up finding his way back in San Francisco. So it's almost as if... San Francisco has acquired the person that almost gave them a quarterback headache last year, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around him. It worked that well for them last season in San Francisco, but now with Brock Purdy here, San Francisco has found themselves you know, chomping at the bit to acquire these, these top-end pieces, or at least pieces that can complement their stars extremely well. And Gregory does just that, coming in a career 9 and a half sacks uh, a really strong player to add in this room uh, he's not going to be a top end elite guy we know this but what has San Francisco done the past few years get a Samson Ebukam a Charles Amenehue and Arden Key and other players along those lines to help fill out the defensive edge position and now have Drake Jackson a high end former second round pick who already has three sacks this year you have Clellan Farrell your reclamation project kind of your Arden Key style of the guy run defender then you add in Gregory San Francisco is going all in folks this is their moment to buy in completely and say this is our year we'll see how it plays out I do think he does play on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys um I would assume it's going to be on a pitch count but we saw last year Christian McCaffrey, he played in the game on Thursday, then came around and played that Sunday for San Francisco. Now I'm going to assume Gregory is not Christian McCaffrey when it comes to preparation and his body, but I also wouldn't be surprised if on third down plays, third and longs, just go out and get him, you know, just a supposed pass 
passing downs. Chris Kosarek and Steve Wilkes say, go out there and get him, folks. Um, I do think that this allows San Francisco to be more aggressive because you do have a edge player now that does have a higher end uh, win rate when it comes to getting pressure. Uh, this is a guy who likes to get to the quarterback, likes to hit the quarterback. And this also kind of... I don't want to say it hedges their bets, but if Jackson doesn't pan out, it does give them flexibility. If Cleveland Farrell struggles, it does give them another, I don't want to say top end, but a, a another above average with maybe you know higher than average piece to put in and, and, and complete the puzzle for San Francisco. His job is going to be extremely easy here, just like Drake Jackson's is. When you have Bosa and Hargrave and Armstead and even Kinlaw this year helping out big time, filling holes, taking up double team, uh, whoever's playing opposite Bosa, their job is going to be easy. And when you give someone like Randy Gregory, who don't forget last year in Denver, they had a really good defensive line, one that actually beat this Niners team in week number three. They were good. Gregory was a massive part of that. Now, again, he's had injury history. He's had some character issues. Uh, we'll see how much the Bay Area affects that. We've seen plenty of people come to San Francisco and their character issues tick up. Alden Smith, Ray McDonald, hoping with this locker room, this leadership, and this head coach and GM together, they can help Gregory keep his nose clean and hopefully uh, help this team on the field again the final exchange of draft picks and numbers the san francisco 49ers acquire randy gregory from the denver broncos and a seventh round pick from the broncos in exchange for a 2024 sixth round pick the broncos will pay gregory's 14 million dollars prorated salary the rest of the season san francisco only paying around eight hundred and forty thousand dollars this year for Gregory services they are on the hook for 16 million dollars each year afterwards 2024 25 and 2026 again we have no idea what's going to happen with Gregory on the field he can boom he can certainly bust knowing his history but what this again reiterates and it shows to the fan base and the team around them, San Francisco is going in, completely in, putting all their chips on the table, saying we are buying into this team. This is going to be our year. And at a time where you're playing maybe your second biggest NFC rival when it comes to getting past them come playoff time and hopefully getting to the Super Bowl, you're sending a message to the entire, not just NFC West, or the Dallas Cowboys, but also to the entire uh, NFL. We are going for it hard this year. We are going to be aggressive, and there's a reason San Francisco freed up $41 million in cap space. This move only uses under $900,000 of that. They're making the moves to, again, go all in and almost guarantee, or at least close to guarantee, winning a Lombardi Trophy this year and maximizing this team's potential. Short video today, wanted to get out a breaking news piece for you because we have a game on Sunday. If you already haven't, check out my preview of the Niners and Cowboys game. It dropped this morning on YouTube and on the audio versions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, a preview, an hour-long preview of Niners 
and the Cowboys went through how the Dallas Cowboys can beat San Francisco, where we can have problems stopping them offensively and defensively, and the inverse, how San Francisco, led by Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and the rest of the offense can run through the Dallas Cowboys defense and put up maybe 30 points again on the Cowboys' number one ranked defense. So much to discuss, so much to look forward to. Again, Sunday night, Lee Vise Stadium. If you haven't bought tickets yet, they're extremely expensive. Uh, use our promo code 49ers Access, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com to save yourself $20 off your first purchase. If you don't have Niner gear yet and you're going to that game where you just want an, another jersey, use our link up above or down below, fanatics.com. Support the show and buy some merch in the meantime. You can also follow us on social media. 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. 49ers dot access is the Instagram. Niner updates constantly up there. I've been talking so much trash this week to Dallas Cowboy fans, picking out how ESPN has lied to the fans, stating Dallas has scored 31 points a game on offense. That's a lie. Only 24 points. Maybe we see Randy Gregory on the Niners and Dallas game on Sunday. Maybe he's lined up against the Dallas offensive line, sacking his former quarterback in Dak Prescott. We shall see. I do think he plays. I think Kerry Hyder is the odd man out. And I, and I do see San Francisco continuing to be aggressive and going all in on this year. If another player arises, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco's name is attached when it comes to acquiring them via trade. We have no idea who that's going to be. We're four weeks away from the trade deadline and San Francisco's already made one move. Could we see another? Time will tell, but enjoy Sunday's game, Niners and Cowboys. Check out our preview on YouTube and on our podcast versions. You can find those, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, or go through my Twitter. I posted every single link on there this morning. Whether you're in the Facebook group or wherever you are, you can find our podcast, whatever social media platform you do, or just search up 49ers Access Podcast, and you can find it on any platform that's easiest for you. My name is Sterling Bennett saying thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. The Niners have traded for another player. They're going all in. Get excited, folks. This team is on a mission to win a Super Bowl, and hopefully on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, that mission is shown in getting a victory and sending the Cowboys back to Dallas crying all the way to Jerry's world with their hands, with their face in their hands and their tails between their legs. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And until next time, my name is Charlie Bennett. This has been the Forward Event Access Podcast and stay faithful.